You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 33. Let's talk about upselling, the importance of upselling for our business, different ways to go about it, upselling and cross-selling, and how it's really important for our business right now when we don't have many bookings coming through the door. On the show today, I have one of my favorite creative entrepreneurs joining me, Paula from The Small Things Co. The Small Things Co. is a styling and hire company based here in Melbourne, Australia, and she specializes in weddings. And I actually work with Paula a lot on different weddings that I shoot around Melbourne, and I love her stuff and the energy she brings. To be honest, I love just how she's built her business from humble beginnings and she keeps hitting bigger goals and she's always pushing herself. So she also has a big social media following. She really knows how to build a community. So let's welcome Paula. So I want to talk to Paula because her whole business model is based around upselling. It is such an important part of her business and it's one of the reasons why she's been able to scale her business to where it is today. I want to see how she approaches upselling and if she's got any tips for us creative entrepreneurs. Because don't forget, all this stuff applies to all of us. If you're owning a business, it doesn't matter if you're a photographer or you're a DJ or a florist or a designer or if you actually sell physical products online as well or even in a store. So upselling can really help your business and today's episode is definitely worth a listen. Before I get started, I want to read out a listener's review. I love reading reviews on my podcast and seeing who's out there listening and if it's actually helping people. So if you've got time now and if you haven't done so already, can you please leave me a review on the Apple Podcast app? I really appreciate it and it really helps. So here we go. Jai has been the virtual mentor I've been looking for. Everything he shares is both relatable and actionable. His tone, kind heart and genuineness brings you in immediately. But it's his generosity of wealth of knowledge and value he provides to his audience that is incredible and keeps you coming back. As someone who's always eager to learn, I look forward to every new podcast episode and even have signed up to his workshop when he comes to New York City. Thank you so much, Jai. So glad I found you and I really appreciate what you do. So that comes from Cassandra Day Photography. And I just want to say, Cassandra, thank you so much for that review. It just makes me so happy when I see how far my podcast goes and how much it actually helps people as well. Last thing, I have a free webinar masterclass for wedding photographers where I teach three ways to help you upsell albums. If you haven't watched it yet, I really think you should. You can access it by heading over to jialong.co forward slash masterclass. That's jialong.co forward slash masterclass and I'm going to see you over there. So let's not waste any more time and let's get straight in and start learning some tips and tricks from Paula. So I'm here with Paula. Paula is a creative entrepreneur in Melbourne that I've admired for a long time. She's got a really good presence on Instagram and her business just always leaps and bounds all the time. And I really respect everything that she does. And I'm a bit of a fanboy. So it's good to have her on the podcast chatting to her about all things upsell we're going to get into. But before that, um, we're going to obviously talk a little bit about the virus that's happening at the moment and how it's affected her business and her life and what it looks like from her perspective. So, hi, Paula. How are you? Hi, Jai. Thanks so much for having me. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, how has the last two months kind of affected you in terms of your workflow and the restrictions and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. I don't like using that word, but it's been a journey. Um, I feel like even probably not even two weeks ago, I was on the phone to other people in the industry and to clients and really just trying to make them feel okay about the situation and, you know, saying, oh, no, it's going to be fine. Like still go ahead with your wedding. Don't cancel. You know, you'll be, you'll be fine in May. You'll be fine in June, all that sort of thing. And then it really all just kind of came bucketing down on us pretty quickly, especially when they announced the maximum 100 people per gathering. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, the day that that Wednesday, I'll never forget that Wednesday. <laughs> that, um, you know, they made that announcement. And um, I remember I just, I literally just got out of bed and I was sitting on the stairs and I just was like, you know, you, your brain just starts kind of spinning and you start thinking, oh gosh, what does this mean for us? Um, my phone's going to start ringing, you know, what am I going to say to these clients? They're going to have to cancel their weddings. We had back-to-back weddings booked for for the next month and and I just knew that they were all going to have to get cancelled. And so, yeah, that was definitely put me in a bit of a spin. And But it, we've been on that that journey with our customers as well, you know, where we've been affected but they've been affected. So it's definitely um, we're all in it together. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think it's affected so many of us. I'm actually, um, I'm really excited to talk to you because you have a shop front. You have, I know you get an online portal so people can hire stuff of you. Yeah. People can actually walk into your shop and have meetings with you, things like that. So you got that presence. You got a really good Instagram presence. So I actually want to know a little bit about how you made your break. And because <laughs> I, I see you right now, it's like you're so successful and you got employees and you're working your way up and you sh- you are at a lot of weddings that I'm at and as you know they're really expensive weddings yeah. and they're beautiful weddings so how did you get to that point I've actually admired you for such a long time too so for you to say that that about me I was like oh my goodness so thank you for that <laughs> I was working um as a social worker so completely different field and um my husband Tom and I got married and we had a few pieces left over from our own wedding and I'm I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit I I remember growing up, I would sell cupcakes on the side of the road outside our house to make money. And I'd, I even ran like a library out of my cubby house for my neighborhood friends and I'd charge them a dollar a book to hire. I don't know if any other libraries actually charge, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) So always, (laughs) always found ways. I used to do dog walking when I was at uni and, you know, got a bit of extra cash there, which is while I was exercising, walking people's dogs and So, yeah, when we got married, we had a few pieces that we'd purchased from overseas that I'd spent quite a lot of time sourcing and and, um, decided to put those up on Gumtree, started hiring those out to people just on the side while I was working full time. And then, yeah, I'm definitely someone that doesn't do anything in halves. So once that took off, we started to open up our website, registered our business name, bought more stock, and then um, our two-car garage got very, very full. And then we decided to move into a shop and mm-hmm. I was still working full time then as well. Um, but after a, a month of being in our shop, I decided it was time to go full time and and really hit the ground running with it all. So now we've got three full time employees and yeah, really smashing goals. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting that you had a shop and you're already at that level before you even gave up your full time job. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to to leave my job I was really enjoying I was working with really incredible teenagers and it was really motivating but it did get to the stage where um the uh social work wage wasn't quite doing it for me (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we had, I had a, my first um, weekend in, in the shop and meeting clients back to back and seeing, you know, that we could really make something out of it, it, it was a pretty easy, easy decision to make. Yeah, cool. It sounds like you've been pretty thrifty your whole life and a little bit of a natural born hustler. Yes. This has obviously helped <laughs> you right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I think um, it's, it's so interesting, like, hearing that background because I think like so many creative entrepreneurs when I hear their background it's always kind of they've hustled somehow and it's always been an evolution like that it's not like they just had an idea like this is a thing I'm going to make it successful it's like they started off this side hustle and it's kind of taken off and then they've kind of scrambled to catch up with the business side of things and they've yeah. had to work that out and it sounds pretty true for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I was finishing up at my social work position, I was like, oh, I'm going to have so much time to do business stuff. Like, and I even just have a bit of free time and, you know, get to just not be working all day <laughs> and all night like I was, but literally have never stopped. <laughs> and yeah. even, even with this whole vi- virus situation, I still haven't stopped yet. I, I plan to have a day where I can just sit and read a book, but um, yeah, I haven't done that just yet. <laughs> I'm in totally in the same boat. And when I quit my job because I was an electrician and I was working from 5.30 a.m. to about 3.30 p.m. And I used to yeah. go like, if I work for myself, I'm just going to, I'll probably go to the gym during the day because why yeah. wouldn't I? And then I'll, <laughs> I'll go to the cafe, you know, probably every morning and have a coffee because why wouldn't I? And then I didn't realize that it was going to be so much more work than my nine to five. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I also know that I work better at nighttime. I'm a real night owl. Um, So I tend to Mm -hmm. like our our employees are here um, nine to five essentially. And I tend to kind of plod through the day a little bit and I'm working, but I'm kind of floating and just being available to them. But then when nighttime comes, I'm like smashing out all the stuff that I want to do and that I need to focus on. And that's just the way that I work. So it's not always ideal, but, you know, you, it's the best thing about running your own business. You get to work when you want to, essentially. There definitely isn't as much yeah. freedom in business as what I think people think there is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to work from that when I want to. Yeah, absolutely. I actually wanted to talk to you today because I am really in the middle of um, educating people about upsells. So I've got mm-hmm. an online course that just came out and it's called uh, Album Academy and it's the, the real point of Album Academy is to help wedding photographers learn and and make more sales with wedding albums because it's such a big upsell for us. Yeah. And I think it's so important. And my business, since like 2013, I've been selling albums and it's been a game changer because I've been able to hire staff and I've been able to, you know, have so much more freedom with that little bit more e- extra income. Mm. And I know for yourself, because you hire things out, there's so many things. So I would say you really understand the value of an upsell. Yeah, for sure. Like we, when we first started, we um, only had decor and we would just say, oh, just go to, I go to Ikea or go to wherever and get your candles and, and that sort of thing. Like, you know, we didn't have to deal with that. And then I'm like, well, I can actually make money off candles. Like everything has something else that can go with it. You know, Yeah. we were able to start sourcing candles for people. And at, at the start, we we're actually only charging wholesale price because I just wanted them to use good quality candles that weren't going to ruin our products. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I, and then it's like, wait, this is a business. I've got to make money. I've got to stop being nice to people all the time, <laughs> you know, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that sort of thing, there's definitely like, that's a really good co-sell, I guess. But then, yeah, the perspective of the fact that we were able to start offering styling services to people was really great and definitely a good upsell for, for people that just wanted that convenience factor and, um, 
not having to think about everything from start to finish as well. Yeah, cross-selling is really great. Like I do that with my wedding photography business and then my photo booth and DJ. Like it's not anything to do with my service, but I know it's a great cross-sell because then I can just say that, you know, you're probably going to hire a DJ anyway. You're probably going to hire a photo booth anyway. So you might as well hire the best, which I happen to own. (laughs) (laughs) I know a guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I find it really interesting. I actually did a mentor session yesterday for someone and they were saying that they didn't want to sell wedding albums because they feel like they don't want to sell. And just like yourself, they said, when I do sell them, I sell them at cost price just because I want, because I believe in them so much that I just want to have my images like shared that way. And so they didn't have the confidence to actually mark it up as a business. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And it takes a little while for the like penny to drop to go, oh, actually I am a business and to to better help people, I need to charge. So then that way I'm around for long enough so I can continue to provide the service that people love. Yeah, for sure. And even like I'm such a, a savvy person and so thrifty, as you said, like I often get things um, on sale or like when I'm buying new stock for the business or, you know, I'll get it wholesale or whatever. And even like, so I buy it wholesale and I'd go, okay, well, the way that we work it is that we, we hire it out for a third of what we pay for it. And then my brain sort of went, well, why aren't we hiring it out for a third of what they would pay for it? you know, in like, so they'd, they'd mm. be paying retail for it. So we should actually be charging a third of retail price, for instance. It's it's the same as like, you know, how much I pay for an album or how much I pay for anything. You know, everything you bought has been added on and extra, extra money along the way. So the wholesale yeah. sells to, or distributors, the manufacturer selling to the distributor, distributor selling to the wholesaler, the wholesaler selling to you as a shop, and then you're yeah. selling to the customer. So that's just life. Yeah, you're definitely doing yourself an injustice <laughs> way. Yeah, that's just life. Uh, and then you get to the retail price. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I know for yourself, you do a lot of upselling in terms of in-person opposed to your website. Does your website yeah. have capabilities of upsells in terms of like if someone's going to jump in and hire something, is there a way that you persuade them with an add-on? We don't have anything built in at the moment. Um, ours is a bit complicated in that we've got our high inventory system and it is mm-hmm. linked directly into our website. So people hire, like they click through the website and kind of buy from us with a, through a quote system and it links all up to our inventory system. So it's a little bit limited. But mm. I do think that with all of our higher pieces, we have our, our stock image, but then underneath that there's heaps of styled images um Mm -hmm. so people can actually see oh okay so that candle holder that I'm hiring looks really great with that vase and with that gold cutlery and with this that and the other and we often find with our lookbook on our website which has a whole gallery of images from one wedding people will actually if they're having their wedding at that venue in particular they'll just hire everything that we've listed in our lookbook awesome because we'll always, yeah, we'll always list what pieces are featured in that look. So we see a lot of customers do that and it's easy for them. They know it's going to work in the space. They like the style. It's all accessible through us. So that works really well as well. That's great. So you basically make it really easy with like product placement and how you curate it. And then from there, you know, the extra things that you're curating in there that people are going to want to buy or sign up. Yeah. Sign up to or... yeah higher yeah yeah absolutely and we when we meet people in person we're always talking to them about you know who's picking up your order for you who's going to set it up for you who's going to pack it up who's going to bring it back who have you got doing this that and the other and then they start going oh 
I haven't thought about that. You know, I've only thought about what it's going to look like. I haven't thought about the logistics or I know with our own wedding now I'm horrified at the thought, but I didn't assign anyone or even think about who was going to pack up our wedding. (laughs) So we, we chuffed off and our family were left there collecting everything that I put out and all that sort of stuff. So for people, those, that logistical help is really fantastic and, and they're willing to pay for that. So that's always a really great upsell Mm. for us. Got a van, we've got the staff, we know what we're doing. We're, we're a well-oiled machine. We can get in there at midnight and, and have a whole wedding packed up in half an hour. And people really appreciate that, that their loved ones can go home and not have to be lugging boxes and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. I think a big key to upselling is like someone was asking me the other day, how do you get someone to buy something that they didn't know they want but if you present them the problem which they didn't even know existed yeah like that it's a real problem like if you told me like hey jai do you want your mum to be packing up candles after the ceremony or do you want us to do that and i'd be like oh yeah there's no way i want my family to be doing that well i want them to have drinks and hang out with me you know and all of a sudden there's the problem like can you fix that for me can can i get you (laughs) or someone to do that yeah so i think it's like really important to show people and like predicts in the future, like where, where is the problem or what will they need kind of thing? There's just so much of people to think about with their wedding day and it can be really overwhelming and they haven't done it before. And often people might go, oh, I'm a bit silly. I didn't think about that. And I just go, well, you haven't been married before. You haven't thrown an event of this size mm. before. How could you expect yourself to know? How could you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think it's important as wedding suppliers in the industry to actually flag things with people like hair and makeup they might be saying well have you thought about how long we need to do your hair and makeup we've got five bridesmaids or that sort of thing and and also who's doing your mum's hair and makeup yeah you know? yep, does she have to does she have to leave the house to go and get it done or do you want her there next to you for the photos or exactly. something like that yeah absolutely Upsell. yeah absolutely and I think even from a photographer's point of view you know do you want us there shooting you getting ready or do you want us at the ceremony or there's always ways to upsell um and yeah again it's mm. just making people think about what they might be missing and and what they might regret not organizing beforehand. Yeah, someone, actually the same person yesterday at the, in my mentoring session, she was asking me, how do I upsell a second shooter or a second photographer? Mm. And my answer was, ask them, is it important to get a photo of the back of your dress walking down the aisle? And is it important to get extra photos of mm. your family and friends? Because I'm one person, I'm going to get a photo of the front of your dress and I won't get photos during canopy hour because I'll be there taking portraits of you. So if those photos are not important, then don't get a second shooter. But if they are, yeah. it's it's only $500. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, yeah, that, that is really important, actually. I didn't even think about that. But you're also solving a problem. They just see all their friends' photos. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, the back of the dress and then, you know, from a balcony view or whatever. And you got to say, well, that's actually the second shooter getting that because I'm up the front mm. getting the groom watching you walk down the aisle or, or whatever that looks like, you know. Absolutely, yeah. But it's also, you know, it's doing my clients an injustice as well. So it's not mm. just an upsell tactic to try and make an extra little bit of money. It's like having my client's best interests at heart because if I don't tell them that and then yeah. they don't get a photo of the dress of walking down the aisle, yeah. I didn't let them know that they wouldn't get that and there was an option, if that makes sense. Yeah. Then they're disappointed. Then they're disappointed. It's like you could have just told me I would have paid extra to get those photos, but you didn't even give me the option. Yeah, for sure. 
Did you know, optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate, and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstone copywriting package, so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. I even, I remember I was talking to um, Amy from Raven and the Rose just the other day and we were talking about how hard it is with florists because you don't really get to understand the end product until it's actually there in front of you. You know, you can talk about colours, you can talk about the variety, you can talk about the size. But really, a lot of it is left in, to the imagination of the client of, of what they're actually going to receive and and really trusting the florist as well to bring that whole look to life for them. And I have worked with some florists that the client's gone to them mm. and said, my budget's $3,000 um, and this is what I want. This is These are the photos of what I want. And the florist goes, oh, yeah, I can do that. But then on the day, they rock up and the arrangements on the table are a quarter of the size of what they actually showed them because the florist didn't communicate to them well yeah I can do that but it's going to be a quarter of the size <laughs> so that what yeah it's going to be three thousand dollars worth of flowers instead of yeah. twelve thousand dollars yeah exactly <laughs> so you know but that florist has done that client an injustice by not saying to them yeah I can do that but you're going to need to spend this much and this is what it's actually going to look like for the amount of money you want to spend and they've actually missed an upselling opportunity as well. Yeah it's setting those expectations say you're right you missed the upselling opportunity you've done yourself an injustice definitely done your clients an injustice and that's what I always say like if your clients are upset about something because I've actually walked in the room with some brides before where they see the reception for the first time and then the look on their face is you know, disappointment because mm. it's not what they wanted. And it's exactly the story that you just told. And I know yeah. the story, but I also know it's still the florist's fault because everything stops at them. They're the professional. This person has no idea what flowers are worth. So they came to you and you have to t- educate them what is realistic and what is actually going to happen with that price range. Yeah. yeah. And what other options is there? Because maybe Maybe they were ready to spend 12 grand for those extra big flowers and they just didn't even know that they needed to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so much better to have that converse, that awkward, maybe what you'd feel is an awkward conversation. I don't think it's awkward, but some people might. Um, you're yeah. better off having that conversation with them about money and and offering them, you know, what they can have if they were willing to spend it. Um, then afterwards and being like, you didn't deliver what you said you were going to deliver. And this is, this is, you know, I'm upset about this. I'm leaving you a bad review. I'm doing this, that or the other. I want money back. Um, yeah, so much better off having that conversation beforehand. Yeah, I think a lot of creative entrepreneurs get really scared about talking about money and they try and avoid it at all costs, which mm. is really interesting because it's kind of like the lifeblood of your business. And um, I'm definitely not scared of it. Like I don't like to sit there and like talk about money. So to combat that, I will send out my pricing PDF and I'll make sure they know all my prices. Once they yeah. know all my prices, then I'm happy to talk about them and break it down or upsell them or do anything. And everything I do, I do it with so much honesty. So if they say like, Jai, do I need a second shooter? And they've only got like 20 people at their wedding. I will say, please don't spend that extra money. Like you don't need yeah. one. I can do it totally fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, just being like completely honest. Yeah, for sure. You'd have just so many of the same photos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like going to be yeah. two of us and they're, they're going to be in my camera angles basically. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, we do the same thing like for styling or even higher, all our prices are on our website, but styling, we send out our packages and um, the customer knows what their options are with us. And then I also ask them what their budget is. And with our top package, we actually have a minimum spend. So a minimum of how much we expect that they're willing, that they're able to give us to spend on bringing their look to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very upfront. And within the first 20 minutes of our first consultation, we're talking about that. We're talking about how much our services that they've chosen to go with and how much they're willing to spend on, on us bringing that all together and and then working around that but I think it's important that you let customers know that you do have their best interests at heart yeah um, and that you're not just trying to get money out of them and and I often say to them you know okay your budget's eight grand for styling that's somewhat low if I'm doing a, a full event package but there are ways to work around that you know we can use the venue's tablecloths and hire a nice napkin to get a really beautiful look we can um, use a templated stationary menu rather than getting a fully customized menu there's there's always ways around it and you're showing them that you're thinking about them in that and working within their budget yeah absolutely i believe in that one interesting thing is like with up with, with upselling and i guess like mindset around money is some people are so insecure about their prices that they jump the gun and try and offer a discount so if someone oh yeah <laughs> yeah if someone's like oh like for instance you know, someone contacted me yesterday and they're saying, Jai, can, how much is a mentoring session? And I could easily say like, okay, oh, it's $500 an hour. And I could feel like, oh, but I could give it to you as a discount for 300 or 250 But the thing is, yeah. I'm insecure. So I'm thinking they won't pay that, but they've already seen my prices and they're happy to pay that. So I'm devaluing yeah, what sure. I'm worth. And it's always like really yeah. important to change your mindset and exploit whatever someone is willing to pay because- if I walk into an Apple store, I've already been educated. I know how much an iPhone is. Yes, it's $1,000. So I'm ready to pay $1,000. Like, you know, you don't have mm. to give me a discount. Yeah, absolutely. And I, my stance is always that if you constantly offer discounts, no one's ever going to actually pay full price for your product. Oh, definitely. So if you're like, it's like with clothing, right? I barely ever buy anything full price unless I, I feel like the value is really there, like a pair of boots for winter that I know is going to last me yeah. a couple of winters or whatever. But I'm always straight to the back of the shop to that sale rack. And if I can't find anything on that sale rack, I won't buy anything. I'll go to the next shop with the other sale rack. And I think it's the same with, with all of our products and our services, you know, um, you just got to always keep your prices the same and people will pay that because they want you mm. and they want your service and they want the value that you bring. And also if your service is unique enough, then you don't really have the competition. People come to you because they want you. So Absolutely. I've actually heard a couple of people have different price, like pricing guides for people that have different budgets. And I felt like that was a little bit dodgy. Um, and people have asked mm. me before because I have shot you know, not billionaires, but I've shot like very rich clients before, extremely extravagant weddings. And people ask me if I charge yeah. more and I, I definitely don't. So my price is just the same price. It doesn't matter who you are, who's walking through the door. And I can't just like charge more for a wedding because I think that's unfair. It's, it's like, I'm just like putting my prices up for no reason when it's no longer my worth anymore. It's, it's, there's something else to it. So 
I make sure like my prices are the same across the board. So if anyone that wants to walk through my door and pay those prices, like I feel like it's a very fair thing for anybody else that's walking through that door as well. Yeah, for sure. And when you've done those really affluent weddings and um, they've, you know, that they've spent a lot of money on their styling, for instance. So when you go and shoot it, you've got a lot more content to shoot that actually then allows you to potentially get more clients that are from that caliber Mm. and it does allow you to also put your prices up and continue to have higher rate rated weddings i guess yeah absolutely so yeah you just gotta work it that way (laughs) yeah Uh, there's been a couple of times that i've been at a wedding and you know they've paid me like fifteen thousand dollars to be at this wedding so it's like a really really you know all my extras bells and whistles and everything and I look yeah. around at the wedding and go, like, I am the cheapest thing at this wedding right now. Like, you, kn- <laughs> you know that the singer or the wedding band's getting more. Like, I shot a wedding not too long ago and they got in Daryl Braithway to play horses live because they wanted to hear that song. <laughs> and, you know, I'm there going, like, oh, my God. Like, here I am insecure about my prices thinking I'm charging too much. But, like, how much do they just pay him yeah. to come in and pay that one song? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, sometimes you do like I have to reevaluate in that sense and put up my prices collectively, which means everybody gets the newer prices as my prices go up because I do have to make sure I price myself so I am attracting the right clients that I want as well. Yeah, for sure. You want to be a premium product, but you also want to be achievable for people that might be saving their pennies to actually be able to have you as well. So, yeah, I, I always like to be middle top (laughs) with pricing because people know that they get what they pay for and their expectation of the services that you're providing are obviously going to be higher with your higher price but you know that you can provide that so it's definitely yeah it's definitely worth doing it that so i want to ask you a quick question um have you ever thought about like with your website i know it's pretty hard with all your inventory and stuff like that but if someone goes on your website and you can use plugins like Samcart and there's a few other bits of software where if someone was going to check out and hire some candles, when they got their credit card out, the next, so you can press purchase, but then, and they put in the credit card and everything. And then the next page that opens up says, hey, would you like to add some candles to that order? Click here for an extra $79, usually $100 or something. So basically they've already put in their credit card, so there's no extra effort. And then they're like, yeah. oh, I was going to go to Ikea to get those candles, but I can just click on this and it gets <laughs> and it gets delivered with that. Have you ever thought about adding things like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, um, again, it is kind of with the limitations of our website. We can't even actually take payments on our website because we have to run it through our system to make sure that things are available for hire. Mm. I think if you're a store, you know, if you're everything's made to order or supplied to order, then that's definitely great. Um, we've definitely thought about doing that sort of thing. We just basically, whenever someone hires a candle holder, we just add candles onto their order anyway. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> onto their <court. laughs> that's one way to upsell. well it's actually in our policies they have to use our candles and if they don't then there's a cleaning fee so you can always just do that but um (laughs) yeah i think that's definitely an amazing idea for people that have that capability on their website um and we're obviously ever trying to constantly uh look at our website and see how we can make it more user-friendly for people Mm -hmm. um and reduce down you know information that we need from them so the more that automated it is then really the more orders you're going to get. Yeah, so we do a lot of automations 
So I've got, I've got Free the Bird and that's all very automated. I've got Heartbreak Hotel, which is super automated. People book themselves in like over a photo booth and yeah, then great. it's off the calendar and then an email gets sent to the person that gets the job. And then they can also upsell themselves so they can add like bubble machines or smoke machines or like whatever they want. Uh, same as a mm-hmm. DJ. And then with Jai Long stuff, like when I do my online courses and stuff, of course, like we have extra things that people can buy because – Sometimes it's, it, I think it's like naive for me to think that my prices are too much that people won't spend more. And a lot of the times people are just looking to spend more. And the reason why I say that yeah. is because I know I do that. Like if I'm on a website and I've already got out my credit card, I'm like, I'm the worst for it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've already made the hard decision to make the purchase. And now like I'm ready to spend. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, like, it's like how you're saying before about um, people don't know what they need until you let them know what they might need. <laughs> you know, yeah. with the with your photo booth, I didn't know that they needed a bubble machine, but you've offered them a bubble machine. They're like, oh, my gosh, having a bubble machine would be awesome. Yeah, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll definitely just throw that in. I can't believe I wasn't going to have that. <laughs> and also p- people are so time poor. So if you can offer them things that is going to save them time in the long run, then that's always a really great option. And um, I know for us, for instance, like people might jump on our website to do a hire and they've picked out all their table center stuff and maybe they didn't realize that we had cutlery available and they were already thinking about hiring some gold cutlery and they weren't quite sure where to go. But if we had a pop-up installed that said, oh, have you thought about adding some cutlery to your order? Then for us, that's a really great add-on and and could almost probably double or triple our orders as well. Mm. So my last little thing, last little question to you is like, how important is it for you to have those upsells? Like say, for instance, like the cutlery and things like that, because I know you just invested big into cutlery. Mm -hmm. Like how important is it? Because obviously you're time poor and you don't have tons of time to go and hustle and market and you probably don't want to spill all your money into marketing, getting new clients all the time. So obviously your business model is the same as mine where we get in less clients, but they're the perfect clientele. And then you got to try and make as much as you can from those clients. So you don't have to keep hustling new people. Yeah. So how important is it for your business right now and for your business to grow? Yeah, I think it's super important. Like we have to think about the fact that we can really only offer our service to Melbourne customers at the moment. We're not, we don't, you know, post our higher items or anything like that. So there's really only a certain amount of people that are getting married in Melbourne per year. And if they, the first struggle really is getting them onto your website and knowing about you and knowing that you exist. Mm. And then if they're on your website and they've decided to put in an order, like that's the next step. That's like tick, win, great. They've actually decided to order with us. So we really need to capture them as much as we can and get as much business out of those people as we can. So I think definitely being able to push your other services and and on all of the offerings that you have is really important. And it's also just making customers aware of what you have for offer because they don't always realize that, you know, that they could book you for this, that or the other. Even some customers don't realize that we can offer delivery for them in our van. And and when you say to them, oh, oh, you do delivery, you know, have you, have you sorry, we do, we do delivery. Have you thought about that? They go, oh, that'd be so much easier. I don't, don't have to send dad, you know, with the ute to come pick it up. So it's just all those sort of things and, and making them aware of, of what you can do for them to make their day easier. Yeah. So you're empowering them with lots of choices, lots of services, and you've really realized like how much further that can help even just like booking the small things that you wouldn't, you know, it's, it's like hard to just to get those candle holders out, but it's really easy when someone comes to you, if they can get candle holders plus styling, plus candles, plus delivery, plus like everything, like yeah. it's so much easier, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. We've already put all those things in place to um, make it easier for people. So we've just got to really sell it and show them what we have to offer. Mm. Awesome. So good. Have you got any last tips and tricks that you would like to give us in terms of uh, upselling or cross-selling or any kind of wins that you've had (laughs) with products that you've released lately? Um, I just, I think... Well, in the way of products, it's important to show customers how to use them. And, you know, on our website, for instance, we've got this vase and this candle holder and this cutlery and and this coloured candle. And if you actually do photo shoots or styled gigs or whatever and actually show people how to use all of those items together, then they're more likely to actually put in bigger orders. Mm. So if you're creative and you're able to put together these really incredible looks, it's really great for customers that don't have that creative side to be able to go, yep, cool, I love that, purchase, done. Um, you know, I think that, that applies to a lot of, a lot of different um, industries as well. So yeah. that's just a really great, a great way to tap in. It really is. Um, basically, like my spin on that is like don't leave things to people's imagination because a lot of the time people don't have imagination. So even like yeah. for wedding albums, like if you can do a video – of someone or maybe a couple holding an album, flicking through it, and there's a couple of tea, you know, you got a cup of tea on the actual table or something. Like it takes all the imagine. Like people don't have. There's no guesswork. Like people go, oh, mm. okay. Like imagine doing that. That's amazing. And then imagine if you had all your friends and family around. Like you can look at it this way. It's so much better than clicking yeah. clicking on the iPad or something. So yeah, like yeah, for sure. Taking taking out all the guesswork. And even I think you know for the oldies like everyone gets their photos digitally but they want to be able to show their grandparents or or even gift them a beautiful album to have at their home because you know I, I know grandparents that love pulling out albums whenever you come over and they show you the photos mm. you know from 20 years ago or whatever and that's a that's a great upsell you know get an album for yourself but then get a, a mini album for your family and friends that might want to have them at home as well that's a massive point like i bet you right now any wedding photographer listening don't sell any albums to their grandparents to grandparents of their clients but it's because they haven't actually included that in their price guide of like hey if you get an album you know you can get the grandparents album and it's like 30 percent off and <laughs> you know it's extra photos yeah. of you just standing there looking good in your outfit or something because once you like yeah. allow people to buy that, if you actually offer that service, then all of a sudden you're going to make more revenue because it's a service people didn't even know they needed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you say to them, hey, um, we can do this special album for your grandparents, we'll include more photos of them on your day that we've captured um, with our second shooter that we also added in. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're, just, you're just offering them something that, again, they probably haven't thought about because their grandparents aren't going to appreciate a USB that they can't plug into any technology that they don't have <laughs> in their home. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's so good to talk to you today. And it's definitely swung around my mood because it's been pretty hard here in isolation. And uh, I think it's just good for me to socialize and say hi to my creative friends that are out there in the world. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. It's, it's really, it's lifted my spirits as well. Cool. So if anyone wants to connect with you, how can we find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram, which is the small things co. Um, and our website is www.thesmallthings.co. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, I really hope you got some really good takeaways from today's episode. I'm excited about everything we talked about. Don't forget, if you want to join me on my free training, sign up to my free masterclass at jialong.co forward slash masterclass. And I'm going to see you over there. So 
Again, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to my podcast, sharing it, giving reviews, all the stuff that you do. You've been listening to Jai Long and I'll see you next week. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.